Assalamu alaikum, peace be unto you. Welcome to another edition of the Mississippi on the Move podcast. I am your brother Abdul Shahid Muhammad. And I'm your brother Kenneth Muhammad. And we are certainly happy to be back once again for another edition of the Mississippi on the Move podcast. Please allow us to begin in the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful. We bear witness to the oneness of God, the oneness of his messengers, and the oneness of the messages 
that will reveal through them to humanity. Brother Kenneth, how you feeling today, man? Uh, fine, sir. All praise is due to Allah. I had no complaints. It's a beautiful, beautiful day, and I'm excited to be here with you, brother. Man, I'm excited to be here with you, man. It's always a pleasure to be in your company, brother. It's always, uh, the energy is always good. The conversation is always good because, I um, mean, you're a man like myself, brother. You're always trying to put your mind to something to grow you. So I can appreciate that quality about you, sir. Brothers and sisters, welcome to uh, the Mississippi on the Move podcast once again. Uh, and those that, um, we got somebody already tuning in. And uh, we are prayerful that what we share this evening will be beneficial to you. Uh, in your spiritual growth and development and to serve as an information source uh, that you can depend on and count on uh, in these troublesome times. We don't want you to just listen for entertainment. Uh, I would like to use the language edutainment, if that's okay with everyone. So we got somebody that's tuned in. Brother Marcus is on, man. Welcome, Brother Marcus. And we have another person that's logged on and others are coming on. So as we go, we're sure everybody will begin to get on to tonight's podcast. we got a good show, a good program lined up for you uh, this evening, and we are prayerful that you enjoy it. Brother Kenneth, let's get into it, man. Of course, we always start with our axioms to serve as guiding principles. Tonight is going to be a conversation, and we encourage you to call in uh, to tonight's uh, edition of the Mississippi on the Move podcast. And I had to pull that phone number up, brother, because I, I put it down. Where is it? Where is it? There it is. There it is. Uh, I'm going to get that call in number for you. It's going to be 901-877-4478. And we'll let you know when you can call in. And those that are on Podbean, there is a call in function uh, where you can call in. And uh, we'll make that available to you as we go in tonight's uh, broadcast. Let's get to those axioms, uh, the axiom for tonight. Uh, two of them. Uh, that we're going to use in tandem. Again, a beautiful suggestion by my brother and, and friend here, Brother Kenneth Muhammad. These two, one from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, and the second is going to be from Carter G. Woodson. And they're like twins, if you ask me. But the one from the Honorable Louis Farrakhan, which we uh, mentioned last week, which we will mention again tonight, it says, He who gives you the diameter of your knowledge prescribes for you the circumference of your activity. Now hold that one in your head because tonight's axiom is going to come from Carter G. Woodson in his great book, The Miseducation of the Negro, which is a must read. That is, should be required reading for our students for, in the educational process. But Carter G. wrote, quote, when you control a man's thinking, you do not have to worry about his actions. You do not have to tell him to go here or yonder. He will find his proper place and will stay in it. You do not need to send him to the back door. He will go without being told. In fact, if there's not a back door, he will cut one for his special benefit. His education makes it necessary, end quote. Brother Kenneth, man, please share your thoughts on that one. The more I read that one, man, the more it just explodes in my mind. Yes, sir. You know, uh, one, I'm glad that you said that that book should be required reading because what it is, it is from a time period and the things that Dr. Uh, Woodson is discussing, you find yourself looking at that particular same issue in a different matter in today's time. 
But just 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 look at it. When you control a man's thinking, it didn't say control his movement, his activity, his, mm-hmm. his body. Because during our sojourn here, they controlled our bodies. But that wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. It brings to mind something that was said in uh, 1832 in the Virginia House of Delegates That's by right. one of their uh, delegates, uh, Mr. Henry Berry. Right. And what he said right there on the floor, and, and they were discussing, you know, right after the Nat Turner uprisings. 1831, the previous year. Yes. And he said that for all intents and purposes, they had closed every avenue where light could enter into the Negro or the slave's mind. Now, you know, and light, he wasn't talking about <laughs> sunlight. That's right. It was talking about truth and guidance. Mm-hmm. So the coupling all of that, you know, the last thing he said, if we could extinguish their, meaning the, the Negro at that time, as we were called, mm-hmm. capacity to see the light. Wow. He said our work would be complete and they would be on the level of the beast of the fields. So... Mm-hmm. When you control a man's thinking, you don't worry about his actions. So that means <laughs> they're trying to get to our mind, our mental state, our faculty, mm-hmm. uh, a conscious and <laughs> deliberate action. Mm-hmm. So what is the process? You know, this is the next question we have to start yeah. asking. We have mm-hmm. to unpack this. By mm-hmm. what means, by what methodology are you carrying out your objective of extinguishing the capacity to see the light? Uh, because once you control a man's thinking, Dr. Wilson says, you don't worry about his actions. Mm. He said, you don't have to tell him to go to the back door. He does <laughs> it. He does it automatically. He said, in fact, now listen to this. In fact, if there isn't a back door, now that's he, the part he will man, make one. For himself, because his education makes it necessary. Man, man, that is that is that is profound. And the process by which uh, this undertaking took place, uh, the um, controlling the thinking in the history of us, it was understood that 64 years between 1555 and 1619 is the um, period of time, is the period of time that took place uh, in our history that very few of us know about. Y'all, excuse me, I'm, I'm multitasking here. But between 1555 and 1619 is the period of time. It's 64 years of history, hidden history. Hidden history. Which was the slave breaking, making and breaking process, whereby before they brought us into the Americas on the East Coast, they took us down through the Caribbean, and there they broke us. And for 64 years... The original slaves, they couldn't bring what they would call back then a wild nigga, meaning one that had not been broken. Like you break a horse, and this is mentioned in Willie Lynch, and there are some that have sought to debunk Willie Lynch. But look, if the effect is real, the cause is real. So we know uh, we are looking at an effect where we as a people are concerned, so the cause had to be real. 
whether it was Willie Lynch's process or not. But the fact of the matter is that process of shaving off our history, whereby they took the offspring of the slaves they couldn't break, and they raised them. They put into their minds and hearts what they wanted to put into their minds and hearts and thereby controlled our thinking from that process. But that quote that Brother Kenneth gave, those who are listening, from Senator Henry Berry in 1832 in the Virginia House of Delegates, uh, a decision they made right in the wake of the Nat Turner uprising in Southampton County, Virginia, Virginia in 1831, that is found in the great work and great book of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad message to the black man in America. So uh, that should be required reading for those who want to know. In my humble judgment, that is a book uh, that is a must read to to bring us uh, uh, into a state of mind whereby we can begin to divest ourselves of the false ideas and concepts that we have been taught uh, since we've been here in the U.S. But yes, sir, Brother Kenneth, that, that axiom is very powerful, man. And the two working together, when we look at them together, the Amber Lewis Farrakhan, he who gives you the diameter. So what Carter G said, it represents the diameter. Exactly, exactly. Someone, someone gave that diameter. Mm-hmm. And you can see the effect by judging it by the circumference of your particular activity or our activity as a people. Mm-hmm. Because when you look at it, we've been here as a particular group longer than anyone else outside of the indigenous people that they call Native Americans, Indians, or, or whatnot. Right. Now, having been here over 467 years, we have seen other um ethnic groups come over here, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it were Irish, Polish, or whatnot. And also, uh, recently, the uh, Arab explosion of our brothers and sisters uh, from the South coming up from Mexico and whatnot. But look at their progress in comparison to ours. In relatively one generation, 25 to 30 years, you see Mm -hmm. business owners, you see communities that have built their own school, Mm -hmm. they have a tax base because they're homeowners, and now they're able to dictate politically. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and we're going to be talking about the final call today, but I was reading in the final call, and uh, growing up in Michigan, one of the oldest uh, Muslim communities is outside of Detroit. Yes, sir. And and just going to visit there, you'll see the stores with Eric Big writing. Now you have uh, an, a Muslim mayor on the city council, superintendents. They basically are ruling and governing their mm-hmm. own community and have only been here uh, in comparison to us, black mm-hmm. people, a relatively short time. Mm-hmm. When you go out in the city, you see these white trucks. Yes, Everybody sir. got a little white van now. But guess mm-hmm. who's doing the work? When you look on the roof, it's Mr. Gonzalez, mm-hmm. Mr. Rodriguez. Is is two of them up there. They got their, their wives and daughters. They're doing the uh, cleaner mm-hmm. work on the bottom. They'll get to your house at 6 in the morning, take your <laughs> roof down. Yes, sir. And put the shingles up, clean uh-huh. it up, and be gone before, it, before the, the sun, sun set. sets. Yes, sir. And now they have, have started to buy property, buildings, and now you're seeing a community uh, materialize, and they've only been up here a relatively short time. So the point I'm making, mm-hmm. because they didn't undergo the enslavement 
of uh, of not just the physical body, you know, mm-hmm. that that lasted a, a short period of time yes, in sir. comparison to the mental mm-hmm. aspect. Because when you control a man's thinking, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about you his actions. About so now I've worried about our actions. So we have to ask ourselves the mind, we let's look at it as a, a room in your home. Huh? All right. Who's providing the paint? Uh oh. Who's giving you the drapes, the, the curtains to hang? Uh oh. Who's uh, furniture? And all those things that you're putting in your mind, what are you feeding yourself? And who is the one providing the food? Mm. Because if we have not been able to do these things collectively, then there has to have been something wrong with the word that Carter G. Woodson used. Uh, Education, he said, his education Some makes it education. necessary. His mm. education makes it necessary for him to cut a back door mm. because that's what he's used to. So the question is, who made him used to it? Oh, and the question also, brother, I would ask is, what they characterize as education is that actually education? What well, is really indoctrination, oh, indoctrination. And training? And the thing of it, brother. Most most won't subscribe to this, but they are still giving us the diameter of our knowledge. They're still dictating or prescribing for us the circumference of our activity. They are still controlling our thinking because uh, as you, you asked me a question earlier, brother, we were talking before uh, we began the broadcast, even before I came home, you asked a question, brother. You asked, who would you trust? to give you information in words. Whose news sources would you trust? Yes. You know, because, I mean, they say, you know, other, the mainstream uh, media, CNN, fair and balanced, the best in news, most yeah. trusted in news. Really? Would you would you trust them? Because as you said last week, Brother Kenneth, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, if a man won't treat you right, that same man certainly will not treat you right. You know, and he's not going to give you the truth. And I don't, I I can't understand for the life of me. This is just me personally. Why is it that we as black people still have this expectation that the historic or the, the, the main sources of information that we use or seek to get information? Why do we even have an expectation that they will give us accurate information where we are concerned? And one of the things that has happened, we've become. Uh, lazy students mm-hmm. and when we were in school you know they would always want to see your notes let me see your research how did uh-huh. you come up with that particular answer or that thought you had to have footnotes and everything uh-huh. it's so not like it? that you know the, they'll come up with a story like that because everyone's trying to get out there and get uh, what they refer to as clickbait how many likes I can get you know everybody's right. trying to be popular right. and you don't even have to be uh, correct and you're not held to the same journalistic ethics that you were held to 25, 30 years ago where you had to have a balanced view. Well, right. When you watch news, it's not balanced. It's you not. Know? So sometimes I watch those uh, conservative shows just to see you know, what white folks talking about. Yeah, I do that too, brother. <laughs> I listen to them. I mean, they have some things that you be like, Wow, I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can't. Only, I, I'll be like, how'd you formulate that thought? Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're actually teaching to know a segment of the children, and, and again, don't say I'm sitting here generalizing. I'm just talking about what I've heard on these shows. Mm-hmm. That they're, they're telling their children that 
that the government trying to replace them. Mm-hmm. They're anti-white, you mm-hmm. know. And I was just like, man, well, ain't nobody into y'all like that. But right. that's something going on with them. That's so exactly I let them have it. On. But I watched those shows, CNN. For example, you would used to have to have a, a Democrat, Republican, <coughs> uh, excuse me, mm-hmm. uh, on there to get both sides of the view. Right. You would have to uh, say you had a story about someone getting shot, you know, unjustly or whatnot. So they would talk to the victim's family, but then they would have someone from the fraternal order of police. Mm-hmm. They kind of give you a balanced view. Mm-hmm. But have you ever noticed that when anytime something's coming on about the state of Israel and uh, they bomb something or something's going on, they never give you the Palestinian side. They never interview anybody from Palestine to get their opinion and let you know what's going on, vice versa. So when he's talking about mainstream media or corporate controlled media, if they have an agenda, then they're going to push the agenda. And we, we can't be naive about that. But when I asked you about that, because you um, had mentioned that you wanted to highlight um, what I feel is the greatest uh, independent newspaper, you know, that we have going, the Final Call newspaper. I said, man, you have to understand something as black people in America. And again, there's a a litany of books that uh, we had to read coming up. One of them was from Chancellor Williams destruction of black civilization that's right and it covered a time period of course but there was something he said in that book and i'm paraphrasing it now he said that um when the african and the european you know came in contact with one another Uh he said the european approached him as an adversary immediately yeah and he said, we didn't view him like that didn't then view him. or now, and that what causes us problems. Mm-hmm. We're playing catch-up. So what that suggests, and, you know, you can just look in, around in our community, watch the news, whatever, whatever you want to use to gauge this, mm-hmm. whether you understand it or not, whether you are actively involved or not, we are at war. Whether you know it or not. And it has been a (laughs) protracted war, a protracted struggle for us. So the first casualty of war, we're told, is the truth. Exactly. So where can we get the truth, the information we're going to need to, you know, come up with strategies to free ourselves, to get separation and independence. Yes, sir. And that's that Final Call newspaper, and that's what we're here to talk about. That's exactly what we're here to talk about. Man, I appreciate that commentary, man. I hope you all are listening. You're listening to the Mississippi On The Move podcast. I'm your brother, Abdul Shaheed Muhammad, here along with my brother and friend, brother Kenneth Muhammad. If you all would just pause just a second, we got to make some adjustments here. Give us about 10 seconds countdown. Check one, two. Okay, I don't even think that took 10 seconds, did it, Brother Kenneth? Oh, uh, no, sir, brother. You're moving real <laughs> quick on that. Quick moving, fast thinking, cleanliness inside and out, right down time. to the modern times. Brothers and sisters, those that have tuned in, thank you all so much for tuning in. And for tonight's program, uh, as America approaches her 4th of July celebration, 2022, Uh, Myself and Brother Kenneth thought it would be good to go into this issue of the Final Call newspaper. 
headline reads, Separation, Independence. And there are some articles, it's full of articles, but several in particular, uh, particularly that one from the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad on page 19, as well as the one on pages 20 and 21 from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, and I think it's one on page 24 from our ancestor, uh, Frederick Douglass, wherein he addresses the issue of what is Independence Day to the black man. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad asked the same question in a different way. He simply asked, who's Independence Day? Which begs the question, well, it, no doubt, it doesn't beg another question. That question is sufficient. Who's Independence? We know it wasn't ours. And to this very day, it's not our independence. Because at the time that the Independence Day of America was established, we all well know we were slaves. And to a large degree, we still are. Because if you ever pay attention to the axiom that we read from the Honorable Louis Farrakhan when he defined what a slave was, one whose power and authority is ruled over by another and whose sphere of freedom is limited according to the wishes of his master, well, yeah, we are not politically independent. We're not economically independent. We're not educationally independent, which is why they had this conference in Atlanta uh, regarding the HBCUs that we just talked about. Brother Kenneth, man, I'm going to, before we get into um, the final call newspaper, uh, the first word that we see uh, in this issue of the final call is separation. And what I would like to do, uh, I have a clip from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan that will help guide not only this conversation, but probably give some more perspective to uh, what we're going to talk about because this issue of the final call, if you all don't have it, make sure you get that final call newspaper. So it is 726 Central Standard Time. So we're going to get to this. Um, it's about an 11-minute clip that I would like to play where the Ambulus Farrakhan is talking about separation, the only solution, in fact, the best and only solution. So we're going to go to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan uh, and let you hear this clip. But they know right. your potential power. And they said, we cannot afford segregation no more because the niggas ain't going to take it. <laughs> they are too militant now for us to tell them where to go, how to go, when to go. So we got to abandon this as a strategy. Listen now. As a policy. Yes, sir. We cannot afford to grant them separation and let them build a nation of their own, even though they're big enough to have a nation. We can't let them do this. Because if they become an independent nation, and join the community of nations and look out in the world market for help from other nations to help them get up on their feet. Pretty soon they may join on to our enemies and come against us because they may remember what our fathers did to their fathers. So we cannot, we cannot let them go. 
We must not ever let Negroes, niggers, or colored people even entertain the idea that they should have a nation of their own. That is unthinkable. Don't let them think like that. Make them think that everything that they want, everything that they need, they must seek it from us. So a strategy was evolved into a policy. And that policy became the cry of the government under John F. Kennedy. And it became the cry of the liberal wing of the Democratic Party. And it became the cry of all sick and affected black leaders who have always felt that unless we are approved by white people, we are not approved at all. Unless we get some certificate from them saying, you okay. You're really not okay. So separation is crazy. Separation is absolutely insane if you look at separation from their viewpoint. Separation is madness. How can we make it by ourselves? This is our black leaders. Oh, I wouldn't want to live in any place where they're all Negroes. I mean, you listen to them, brother. Say, if I don't wake up in the morning and see a white face, I know I'm in hell. If I can't get up and ride the subway and see somebody white somewhere, I'm in trouble. I don't want nothing that's all black. I don't want no all black nothing. I mean, there are people that think just like that. I said separation with us is the last resort. If you can't and refuse to make it work here, give the black man freedom, justice, and equality here in this social, political, judicial system, then we can't be sitting around here waiting till white folk do something for us. We gotta prepare a future for our people. I said, well, how you give us some idea? No, I'm sorry. One one white woman said, well, we we are fighting for that. In fact, we fought a whole war (laughs) over that. She was talking about the Civil War. I said, miss, either you're naive or you're being very hypocritical. Because President Lincoln said, and I quote, if keeping the slaves, we could preserve the union, I would keep slavery. But if freeing slaves would preserve the union, I would have to free the slaves. 
So I said, that man didn't fight no civil war for black people. He was trying to preserve the union. He didn't care which way it went. His objective was to preserve the union. And they all started bowing their heads. But they wouldn't bow their head if I didn't know what I knew. That's the point. That's the seed. So you didn't fight any war for us. I said, and don't forget, emancipation is not freedom. Now, well, um, well, do you want to go? Said, we just can't go. One man said, well, you know, aren't you tired? Don't you realize that welfare, you know, d demeans you? I said, yes, it does. I said, but we wouldn't need welfare if you pay what you owe. Now the question is, does white America owe black people? Talk to me. Do they owe us? Of course they owe us. What do they owe you? You don't know yet. But just think about millions of slaves working every day from can't see morning to can't see night for nothing. No pay, not for a week, not for a year, but for a little over three centuries. Are you listening? That's a lot of money. Then I said, you let us go, but you never taught us how to go for ourselves. You struck down with the 13th Amendment involuntary slavery, but you didn't give us the wherewithal to be free, so we became voluntary slaves. Free slaves. Talk to me. You amended your constitution, but you never amended our condition. And every time a black leader would stand up to amend the condition, you killed our leaders and destroyed our organization. So you owe us for all of that. Plus, we labor and our lives. You just need somebody to talk for you. And you know what I'm saying is right, don't you? But, but, they got that song, Let's Work It Out. Let's work it out. Said, don't you want to work it out? Don't you have hope that we can work it out? <laughs> I said, work it out, huh? I said, do you know what it takes to work it out? I said, this stuff you all talking and doing, that won't work it out. Do you know what it takes to reconcile the differences between black and white? Do you know what it takes? And I submit to you that very few of you know what it takes. You want to be chummy with white people. You want to snuggle up next to white people. But do you know what it takes to reconcile the differences between a slave and a master? 
White people don't want to integrate with you. Okay, man, that was, that's the end of the, the 11-minute clip. Another one began to play, but that's a different segment uh, that's really uh, set for another program that we will be doing in the future. But as you said, Brother Kenneth, we were talking as, uh, and listening. That's a lot to unpack. The Honorable Louis Farrakhan essentially began that segregation is, is really catastrophic for whites. Yes, and, and I'm reminded, I was watching a, a miniseries, Harriet Tugman, and there was a scene in there, brother, that one of the, the um, slave owners, the wife of the slave owner, slaves were running away to Underground Railroad, and she was about to pull her hair out, you know, because she was lamenting, we're losing our slaves, and da-da-da-da. And she made the comment that we're going to starve to death. So a runaway slave, brother, was a huge financial hit for a slave owner. So imagine if all of us, because when you look at it from an economic standpoint, yes. we are the largest consumer segment of the population of the United States. So if we begin to provide goods and services for self, then who loses? They're the ones that we're purchasing them from. Yeah. You know, that we would always quote that statistic. You would hear that if we were a dependent country with our purchasing power of, you know, nearly a trillion dollars. There's always several several billions, but it's, it's approaching a trillion. But the thing is, they don't say that particular power is just as consumers. We're not producers. We're not uh, producing our own basic needs. Mm -hmm. And so when you're just a consumer people, and again, right. these were trained behavior, trained. social engineering. And exactly. It's something that you had to talk about consistently for a while to unpack it because right now the way things are, and again, we're, we become lazy students. If it's not, uh, if you can't Google it right away, if it's not a YouTube clip video, if, uh, if don't nobody put it on TikTok, then we're missing it. Mm. We're missing what's right between our particular eyes. But the uh, Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said that segregation wasn't viable anymore because of the, the militancy that has started taking hold. And again, this was addressed uh, during the COINTELPRO uh, program. And then as we started through the Freedom of Information Act getting these particular things, we found out what their uh, denial objective was, to never allow the militant aspect of the movement to connect, to unite. So they were always on the, they were always knew that there was a segment of the black populace that just wasn't going to take it anymore. And our brother down in Coldwater, he has a book that he always carries around with him called uh -huh. We Will Shoot Back. Yeah, I need to get that book, as a matter of fact. He hasn't sent it to me yet, but I'm sure brother's busy. I'm, I just need to give him a friendly reminder to, to mail it to us. But the thing about that, uh, Brother Shahid, is this, and it goes back to what Carter G. Wilson saying, that the... Um, education, indoctrination that, that goes on. Notice how they used to present the slave as happy-go-lucky. Or they were said that uh, all we did was nonviolent protests and 
marches and sit-ins, and that was not the case. And and um, I do understand. Uh, right now, we're trying to um, clear up some technical difficulties. So if you hear us going in and out, uh, just be patient uh, with us. Yeah, I'm but getting word that uh, some are online is saying they can't hear us. So we're going to. Uh, I'm going to reposition some things. But go ahead and finish your comment, brother. Yes, sir. And those are the things that they've always done. They've always gave us a false narrative. And this is why having the truth or a mechanism that will give us the truth is so important. Yes, sir. And it's very important. So, brothers and sisters, uh, this is the Mississippi on the Move podcast. I'm being made aware that there are some technical issues with our listeners online that they can't hear us. I just asked a question a couple of times and uh, twice I've got no sir, no sir. So give us a second here and uh, we're going to uh, resituate some things and make sure you can hear us. So stand by and count to 10. We're going to try this again. Okay, we're back. We're back. We're back. So I'm going to ask the question again. To those out in the listening audience, can you hear us? How about now? So let me see here. Let me type this in. How about now? And uh, please forgive us, brothers and sisters. Um, it's technology. You know, it's one thing and something can go wrong, but it's definitely being recorded. So the replay certainly will be available. So don't worry about that. But we certainly thank you all for tuning in and we uh, thank you for your patience uh, with us as we try to work through tonight's difficulties. So, Brother Kenneth, getting back to what the minister presented. That is a lot to unpack. There's a certain state of mind that we as black people are in whereby we don't even have confidence that we can live among ourselves True. without, you know, having some other ethnic group or particularly white people. We feel like we will fail without them. And that mentality is out there. Cause I remember brother back in what was six, 2016, we had the, um, separation town hall meeting in Coldwater, Mississippi. And I remember some of the questions, although it wasn't directly stated that I don't think I would want to just live among us. It was indirectly suggested by some of the questions that were asked, like, well, what do we, what will we do for this? What will we do for that? And, and, the, and what it suggested to me, I can remember the exactly how it was worded, but I definitely remember that the tone of the question was such that they didn't feel as though that we could function, you know, as a community or as a nation of people to do for ourselves and felt like that in the absence of this particular construct that we're in now, the economic, political, and social construct, we couldn't build something of our own and survive and be uh, prosperous. You know, that's the, that's the message that I got from it. Let's see, brothers and sisters. Oh, oh. They said, no, sir, again, brother. So I guess when we unplug this thing, trying to, hold on, got a flag here. Okay, okay, we're back. We're going to keep it moving, brother, because um, the podcast is recording. For those that are out there in uh, Podbean land, 
please forgive us. Um, actually, forgive me is actually my fault. Let me <laughs> accept responsibility because the uh, the computer through which we are broadcasting, the battery was very, very low. So we had to switch to enable some charging to go on. And I think when we unplugged the firewire cable, it um, um, probably kicked us out. Let me see something here. Yeah, it's on the roadcaster. We're set up properly, so maybe the connection uh, online uh, temporarily or disconnected when we made that move. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. We're coming up on 745 uh, p.m. Central Standard Time. So at this time, we're going to take a break, and we're going to bring you some uh, announcements from uh, some of our sponsors. Worldwide, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Download the Final Call radio app and take us everywhere. On your phone, on your computer, on your tablet, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also log on to FinalCall.com and click the Listen Live button. Or FinalCallRadio.com. Final Call, Final Call Radio. The official voice of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam. What's your source for truth in news reports? No justice! No peace! No justice! No peace! Where do you turn for non-corporate-driven news that's fair and balanced? Subscribe to the Final Call News, your number one free and independent news source that delivers hard-hitting national and international news coverage of today's political, economic, and social issues. To subscribe to local home delivery, call us at area code 662-252-8999. That's 662-252-8999. Visit our website at www.finalcall.com. Indulgence Bath and Body Boutique. At Urban Indulgence, we pride ourselves on offering quality, effective skin care. Handcrafted with plant-based, skin-loving ingredients, our soaps and body butters will give you luxurious lather and ultimate moisture. Experience the Urban Indulgence at 3314 Poplar Avenue in Memphis, three blocks west of Poplar Plaza, or shop with us online at theurbanindulgence.com. Theurbanindulgence.com. And we're back at the Mississippi on the Move podcast. Man, unfortunately, Brother Kenneth, we're having some technical difficulties where our listening audience can't no longer hear us. But we're going to continue so um, you all can go and get the playback of tonight's broadcast. It will be posted uh, just not too long after we go off the air at 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. But we are into the conversation about separation and independence. Uh, and we played about an 11-minute excerpt of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan talking about the subject of separation. And what he spoke to primarily, Brother Kenneth, was the mentalities that exist uh, between us, uh, where we're concerned and where whites are concerned. And he expressed that the, the, the mind among whites is, at all costs, don't let these people separate or be independent. Because if we do that and we look out into the world market, because I'm reminded, brother, of when uh, Colonel Muammar Gaddafi offered 
a billion dollars to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. They actually fashioned a law. They passed a new law yes. to keep that from happening. Whereas white businessmen do business, was doing business in Libya, Libya and other countries freely and unfettered. But when a black man, the Honorable Louis Farrakhan, when he decides or is offered help, yeah. and, and they talk about, well, the poverty, the lack of opportunity, uh, the poor education, the poor living conditions of black and blacks in America need to be addressed. Here's a man, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has a well-documented track record. The Nation of Islam have a well-documented track record of being able to not only reform, but improve the life, the quality of life and the life outcomes of black people in America. But you won't allow this man to do what you say you want done. See, that, that's, that's, that's double talk, and that speaks exactly to what the minister is saying, said in this clip. At all costs, we can't afford for them to be independent of us. They must always depend to, uh, on us. They must look to us for everything. So uh, there you have it in a nutshell. So when you talk about uh, that and then those, the, the flip side, those of us who have the mentality and unfortunately, many of them are in leadership. And my mind goes to the scriptures, Brother Kenneth. That was the state of mind of the elders of Israel. They didn't want to leave Pharaoh. They murmured against Moses and Aaron. They didn't like what Moses and Aaron <laughs> was proposing, brother. That's true, brother. And this is why Moses prayed to uh, touch, you know, Pharaoh's wealth. Because hmm? they were enamored with it. And he said, touch their wealth. Then maybe they'll hear me. And we have to, you know, come to that decision. You know, I've heard Don Mr. Louis Farrakhan say, you just got to have an up or down vote. You know, those that want to leave, you know, let's be identified. And those that want to stay, identify them, and then we, we'll know what we're working with. But again, um, looking at that and understanding that and putting it in the context of what we're trying to do, um, the Final Call newspaper has always been a vehicle and a mechanism getting that truth to our people and the final call is unique in the fact that stories that is that generally maybe not played on the mainstream media uh in the final call newspaper you'll read about it you know the final call was um one of the first to start uh challenging that widespread uh, vaccination uh, agenda that was going on. It was in the final call where you read about different uh, methods and therapies of treating uh, COVID-19. It was in the final call, I remember doing a uh, radio program with you, where we were bringing to light the number of missing uh, black and brown girls. I think at the time it was 75,000 black uh, women and girls were just missing, no, vanished. No one knew that. You read about that in the final call yes. before you saw it on the mainstream media. And so these are some of the things um, and one of the things that I am uh, really, really uh, glad the final call does. They highlight uh, the abuse that goes on in the prison houses in America, uh, whereas you know some of the mainstream uh, media they won't, the final call uh, always, have always highlighted those particular abuses. So that's something that uh, we have uh, in our midst that we have to um, not take for granted. That's right, brother. I mean, and those things that you lifted in terms of um, the importance of the final call newspaper 
and there are many, brother, and 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 you can bear witness. Uh, I've been blessed to be uh, a student in the ministry since 1994, and my student minister, student minister Abdul Muthakir Muhammad, now was he was then student minister Anthony Muhammad, dispatched me to to help with the the prison reform ministry, and. I mean, it's like the final call newspaper in the in the prison system is is a very very <laughs> valuable commodity, yes. and, and the final call newspapers were like gold, and it is those newspapers that that woke brothers up, and even if they never joined the Nation of Islam, the transformative effect that the newspaper had on them, the information in it, they took it with them, and that when they came out and they worked. Or, or, or put into practice, I should say, the principles uh, that the Honorable Louis Farrakhan would, would teach and share through his, his uh, articles in the, uh, in the Final Call was of great benefit uh, to, to those brothers. And uh, even our brother, uh, Brother Patrick, he expressed that it was a Final Call newspaper that was laid on his bunk that started the process and the path that is he on, he's on. So whatever path it takes you on, it takes you on a path of self-awareness. You begin to seek to be free. You seek liberation. It is an awakening, if you will. So the importance of the Final Call newspaper, and we as black people are going to have to understand that if we want right guidance and the most valuable possession that we can have in this time, in this hour, with the chaos that's, uh, that's abounding in government, uh, between the Democrats and Republicans, between liberals and conservatives, the the most valuable possession that black people can have at this time, brother, in my estimation, is right guidance and accurate information. Because uh, each side of the, the, the two that I just mentioned, the Democrat, Republican, or conservative, liberal, they're going to argue their talking points with no regard to where the truth lies. Yes. As you said earlier, the first casualty <laughs> in war, and they are in the political war as we speak, is the truth. That's right. That's right. And if you're looking right now and what the January 6th uh, hearings have brought to the forefront, that there is a great divide in America politically, and now um, there is a somewhat fear, you know, I, I, I don't even need to say somewhat is a fear. And I challenge you to watch some of these conservative talk shows. Uh, just casually go through there. They, they come on back to back to back from the Steve uh, Banyans, the, uh, everyone else that has a microphone and just listen to some of the things that they're espousing. But if I may, uh, Brother Shahid, because uh, as we're moving in the program, and you know, time always fly when yes, sir. We, we we hear. Uh, I'm about to think about the uh, SOS program, but we've had the opportunity to grow into Mississippi on the move. Yes, sir. And you heard that beautiful jingle that my brother Shahid put together, brother. <laughs> you know, uh, that's from we, we get that energy, man. You maybe a Grammy uh, coming your way. Oh <laughs> no. I, 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 
a Grammy would be nice, you know, but I don't know. Maybe we're a fashion award yeah. that we can give. We'll find, we'll find some category uh, for it. But before we get out of here. Hey, the people say they can hear us now, brother, and I just refreshed the screen. So, well, hey, y'all, welcome great. back. Well, we're glad to be back. And, again, you get the replay and that which you couldn't hear. Uh, it'll be up there. But in this week's final call, we're Go ahead, talking man. about separation and independence. Independence Day is coming up. And now, you know, and let's be honest, we just glad we don't have to go to work that day. We're going to take some time and maybe get with the family, do some grilling, you know, and, and do whatever we like to do. And we may not necessarily celebrate Independence Day anymore. Some of us were more conscious. We, you know, we, we, we're not going to do that. I've even seen some T-shirts and We've had some conversations in, in private, and, and uh, maybe we'll bring those out to the floor one day about the conversion of the United States flag, the red, white, and blue. They made the flag red, black, and green. Mm. And uh, that's that's something in and of itself, and I'm, a, I'm just going to leave that no and way. move right on. But I want to read something, and again, I think this man's writings should be required reading for our children. Yes, sir. Uh, Mr. Frederick Douglass. Mm. And I remember reading his autobiography. But Frederick Douglass was a great orator. He was a, a man that, that did and said things that uh, even by today's standard would be uh, remarkable. Yes. But to do it during the time in which he lived was just phenomenal. Bold and brave. Yes, he was a brave man. He was not a coward. He was he courageous. Was not a punk. I want to read something because as he began to rise, you know, a man born a slave, a man that uh, didn't want to be a slave, and they right. sent him to a, a vicious slave breaker. Yes. And uh, they went at it. He said all mm -hmm. day when you read it. He said, but after he whooped that man, you know, he said he stayed on that plantation until he left. But he said he never raised his hand to him again. Mm -hmm. And so now that says something. But again, you can read that in his autobiography. But they asked Frederick Douglass to speak Lord, during the 4th of July. <laughs> and you know how when you know white folks ask us to speak, we consider that a great honor. Uh -huh. So Frederick Douglass showed up. Mm -hmm. But when he opened his mouth... Boy, boy, I'm, boy. Read, I'm reading the speech. I said, man, I wonder what them white folks were thinking. I just want to read a, a couple of paragraphs yes, sir. And, and just lay this down. But put in the context of the time, you know, that this was said. You know, mm -hmm. this is a time when our people were in slavery and bondage. Right. You know, in the early 19th century. Now, listen to what he said. And I quote, we need the storm, the whirlwind, and the earthquake. The feeling of the nation must be quickened. The conscience of the nation must be roused. The propriety of the nation must be startled. The hypocrisy of the nation must be exposed. And its crimes against God and man must be proclaimed and denounced. Mm. What to the American slave is your 4th of July? That's a deep. I answer. A day that reveals to him more than all other days in the year the gross injustice and cruelty to which he is the constant victim. To him, your celebration is a sham. You, your boasted liberty and unholy license, your national greatness swelling vanity, 
Your sounds of rejoicing are empty and heartless. Your denunciations of tyrants, brass-fronted impotence. Your shouts of liberty and equality, hollow mockery. Mm. Your prayers and hymns, your sermons and thanksgivings, with all your religious parade and solemnly are to him mere boombast, fraud, deception, impiety, and hypocrisy, a thin veil to cover up crimes which would disgrace a nation of, of savages. savages. There is not a nation on the earth guilty of practices more shocking and bloody than are the people of these United States at this very hour. And that comes from his <laughs> Man, that's speech. Uh, what is the 4th of July to the slave? Mm. And you know, brother, as you're reading that, you know, there, there, there are some that may want to relegate that to, well, that was then. We've come a long way. Yes, we, and we have. We don't deny that we've come a long way, but we've only come a long way by virtue of the fact that America has come a long way. Exactly. I, I heard a brother some years ago use this analogy. He said if a train is on a track and the caboose is hanging off a cliff and the engine is still on the track and the engine's objective is not to be pulled off the cliff, so it has to pull the train and pull the caboose up out of the gorge to keep the train from falling. Well, when the engine musters up enough strength and enough steam to pull forward and pull itself forward, naturally the caboose will be pulled along with the train. Well, when the caboose is pulled out of the gorge, yeah, I'm pretty sure those passengers are happy not to be hanging off the cliff no more, but that still doesn't mean that they've gotten any further up the car line. They yeah. steal the caboose. They steal the caboose. <laughs> so that's black America today, man. We're still the caboose. Yes. At the end of the day. And again, he was saying, you know, during that celebration, and that speech was in uh, 1852, given in Rochester, New York, for those who may want to look it up online and read it in its entirety. Uh, it is, it is, oh, we got a call. It is remarkable. Go ahead, brother. Okay, yeah, I did say this, and we want to go ahead. It's 8.02. We're going to start at 8 o'clock. We're going to be inviting people to call in. You can call in directly uh, to 901-877-4478, or you can use the application on Podbean. And we have a caller, so we're going to get this person in. Let's see here. Um, okay. We sent the invite. Go ahead, caller. You should be on now. Or maybe not. Maybe, they, maybe they got bashful. Don't be shy, caller. Don't, don't be shy, caller. But once again, we want to open the lines up now. We're at 8.03 p.m., the Mississippi on the Move podcast. We're talking about headline of the final call, separation and independence. And we played an 11-minute excerpt from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan talking about how our mentality precludes us and hinders the separation process because we simply don't think we can make it as an independent people. Whereas whites their mindset is 
that okay the call is back let's see if we can get the person in again there we go caller okay they should be on okay brother shaheed you need to catch up on technology it might be me <laughs> call call again caller and we'll we'll hit the plus sign again and see what happens because uh, you should be in. But at any rate, the, okay, there they go. Invite. Boom. There we are. Okay. We, we, we did it exactly the way the instructions said to invite a caller on. Let's see here. Sorry, she can't call, can't join now, but may call. Okay, here it is again. Plus. Why, why are our callers not coming up in the queue? Why are our callers not coming up in the queue? Well, there is an alternate number. Okay, here we go. Let us invite this caller in let's see and we got a Jonathan caller on hi salam alaikum to accept press one to send a voicemail press two hi salam alaikum you are live on the mississippi on the move podcast well alaikum salam this is your sister sister donna muhammad how are you this evening i am well sister donna thank you for calling in and We've been trying. We've had some challenges tonight, Sister Donna, that we haven't had for the two previous broadcasts. But we welcome you in. You're live on the air. Any, share. You would like to share uh, well, with our subject? Yeah. And I'm not surprised that there's interruptions with this particular topic. Um, <laughs> and, of course, it's a topic that is near and dear to my heart. But actually, in having a conversation with somebody today, we were actually just speaking about how we can't even fully heal ourselves and reach our full capacity and have better relationships until we separate. Exactly. Because of the control of this environment that we're in. And we don't, I think as a people, as black people specifically, we don't understand how much the constraint of living under white superiority affects every aspect of our being and our thoughts. And just real quickly, because I won't sound long, but to give a narrative, my husband has to travel sometimes. Uh -huh. And I hate when he goes to certain places because I know that he's going to get pulled over by the police, which uh -huh. happens for no reason. Um, and a lot of times he might be the only black person in the office or whatever. So all these things have impact because that's, that's stress for him, but that's stress for me as well. But his white counterparts they can't even understand that you understand yeah. what i'm saying that that's not even their reality that you can just go to any assignment you can go to any place it's no big deal right. you can't sister Donna. it's like a 99 percent population can you hear me yes ma'am you, you glitched out for just yeah. a second but you're back okay but he can't go to a town where it's 99 percent population white or 100% and then 
feel secure in where he eats and any of these things. Mm -hmm. That's the reality of living in this environment, and it takes a psychological toll. Mm -hmm. So it is critical even for our mental health yes. and well-being to separate. We cannot fully heal yes, under these circumstances and in this environment, whether we're aware of that. You know, Sister Donna. It's separation, but that's it. Oh, I'm sorry. I went out again? Yeah, you went out. I thought you no, would, it stopped talking. Uh, no, that's okay. But that's, you brought to mind yeah. something, Sister. Uh, when um, Michael Jordan's father was killed, they were talking about it, and they talked about uh, Bill Cosby's son, Enos Cosby. And and they were talking about uh, those uh, losses. And then they, they talked about, I can't remember the news program but, uh, that it was on, but they talked about uh, Philando Castile, and they went through a kind of a history of what happened, but celebrities were lamenting the fact that they have to coach their boys, their sons, black celebrities, on how to deal with police when they're stopped. Whereas whites, they don't have to have that kind of conversation with their children. You know, it's it's exactly. all it's almost it's like, you know, and and that's the psychological stress and trauma that we still have to deal with. You know, you have to coach your male children how to handle themselves when stopped by the police because one wrong move and you won't come home, whereas white mothers and, and fathers, they don't have to have that conversation with their children. That's, I just wanted to mention that. That's what came to mind when you were talking. Exactly. Yes, ma'am. Exactly. But, Sister thank Don, you, look, thank you so much for calling in. And for those that want to call in, uh, just call the 901 877 Four four seven eight, because until we can uh, get this situation right with calling directly in with the Podbean application, this will be the call-in number. I'm glad I got two numbers, uh, two means by which people can call in. <laughs> I got this. Well, yeah, you know, you roll like that. I want to say to my sister Donna, I don't know if she's still on the line, but we couldn't have a conversation uh, about separation not without her sister minister Donna Muhammad on there. <laughs> Come on know, now. And because she uh, works directly with uh, Dr. Uh, minister Ava Muhammad, and uh -huh. that is that's right in her wheelhouse, you know, dealing with separation. Yes, but I always try to, you know, look at simple ways to get our people to understand. Some say you're sick, Come on. and you you have a, a bad bad you know disease, <laughs> and this is easily spread. You know, uh -huh. you have to be isolated in order yep. to get to get better. Yeah, if you was you were fine, and then you came into an environment. And that environment that you were in got you gravely ill. Mm -hmm. No doctor allows you to stay in that same environment. He pulls you out. He pulls you out. He separates you. Yes. Until you can do what? He can heal uh -huh. you, build up your uh, immune system, and hopefully you can get an immunity. Mm -hmm. And then you may or may, you know, depending on how you feel, go back into that. So we as black people... Until we are out of the environment right. that brought us to this condition that has got us you know, on our deathbed emotionally, physically, spiritually, and economically, educationally, we will not get better. Absolutely, brother. And I got a caller on the Podbean app again. Let's try this once again. Okay, caller. Come on in, Podbean caller. See, this, it's like Sister Donna. I'm not surprised 
that uh, we're having a problem with this. Okay, this caller called back. And for some reason, the application is not functioning properly. Hold on, hold on. Okay, it's, it's, I let him in, brother, and for some reason, and let me say this as well, those that are calling in, make sure you have some earplugs in when you do call in. If you do not, you will get a serious echo, but uh, I appreciate those that are trying to call in through the Podbean app, but a better way to get on live, uh, those that just call, Call 901-877-4478. Again, that's 901-877-4478 to get in live. We got about uh, 17 or 18 minutes left in tonight's broadcast, uh, the Mississippi on the Move podcast. Our subject is coming straight out of the Final Call newspaper, which is a newspaper that all of you, should subscribe to. For those in the immediate area of the Holly Springs Study Group in Holly Springs, Mississippi, you can, uh, we can uh, hand deliver that newspaper to you. And, and I still got to get that jingle together, brother, because I want to do it to the nines. And uh, you can, uh, we're going to have on our website, uh, uh, noihollysprings.org. We're going to make the form available for you to fill out and um, take out you a local subscription to the final call and you'll be able to mail that uh, brochure that you complete and put your payment in. Uh, and we'll to give you the payment information, how to make it payable, or whether you can send a check or money order to P.O. Box 517, Holly Springs, Mississippi, 38635. So in coming broadcast, we're going to make all of that information clear. We're growing we are a budding podcast, and as we grow, uh, uh, with the help of Almighty God Allah, we will streamline and perfect our process as all things begin out and uh, begin and humble, uh, come forth humbly, you know, in a humble state. But as we grow and mature, we're getting accustomed to the technology, and we'll just thank Almighty God Allah, Brother Kenneth, we have this platform to communicate with our brothers and sisters. Uh, uh, throughout Mississippi and from wherever you are listening. But our target audience is Mississippi, particularly Holly Springs. I was talking with my big brother, student minister, Abram Muhammad, down there in Jackson, Mississippi, and I was telling him, brother, we're going to have to get you on the program uh, real soon. And uh, we really want to bring him on, and as well as other students in the ministry down in Mississippi and other organizations yes, sir. down in Mississippi. I'm thinking about Yaga want to get uh, our brothers and sisters with Yaga. We want to get BLM, the Black Liberation Movement, on to be part of the conversation because all of those voices are important voices to make a contribution to the liberation process. Yes, yes. So, Brother Kenneth, we are, what, 15 minutes away from the close of this podcast, and because our audience didn't get the opportunity to hear our, com our commercial announcements, those announcements are important, and the audience needs to hear them. And before I get to those, let me give some shout-outs to those that have joined now. We got Brother William on. Everybody came back on. All I had to do was really refresh the screen, Brother Kenny. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> you know, one thing is, you know, it's, uh, you learn as you go. And and our uh, listening audience, uh, 
they understand that kind of thing, brother. So don't beat yourself up. And again, once you uh, edit the replay, they'll be able to go on and, and catch the parts that they missed. Yes. Brothers and sisters, we're going to get these announcements in. We'll be back right after these announcements. Worldwide, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Download the Final Call radio app and take us everywhere. On your phone, on your computer, on your tablet, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also log on to FinalCall.com and click the Listen Live button. Or FinalCallRadio.com. Final Call, Final Call Radio. The official voice of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam. What's your source for truth in news reports? No justice, no peace! No justice, no peace! Where do you turn for non-corporate driven news that's fair and balanced? Subscribe to the Final Call News, your number one free and independent news source that delivers hard-hitting national and international news coverage of today's political, economic, and social issues. To subscribe to local home delivery, call us at area code 662-252-8999. That's 662-252-8999. Visit our website at www.finalcall.com. Indulgence Bath and Body Boutique. At Urban Indulgence, we pride ourselves on offering quality, effective skin care. Handcrafted with plant-based, skin-loving ingredients, our soaps and body butters will give you luxurious lather and ultimate moisture. Experience the Urban Indulgence at 3314 Poplar Avenue in Memphis, three blocks west of Poplar Plaza, or shop with us online at theurbanindulgence.com. Theurbanindulgence.com. And we're back live with the Mississippi on the Move podcast. Again, I'm your brother, Abdul Shaheed Muhammad, along with my brother, Kenneth Muhammad. And we thank all of you for tuning in. And we got a few minutes left, and we want to get those who would like to call in and uh, make a contribution or share some thoughts on today's uh, discussion. And we're in the Final Call newspaper, of course, headline reading, separation and independence. And we took up this particular conversation based on the fact that America is getting ready to celebrate her independence. And her independence appears to be very much threatened if we've been paying attention to the news with what's going on with the January 6th hearings and all of these things that are going on. And we should understand that at this juncture in America's history, brothers and sisters, when the country gets in this state, we suffer exponentially worse than any other uh, group of people in this country. I was thinking about a couple of articles um, that I was reading in this week's final call. Uh, and, Hello. Dr. and Dr. Martin Luther King, his um, comments during the war of Vietnam came back when as I was reading about what was going on in Europe uh, within Ukraine and Russia and that said that the United States have put together packages that they've sent over. They started with fifty eight million. Now they just approved another forty five billion. That's with a B billion dollars. And that's the kind of money and, and Dr. King said this. He said the bombs you drop over 
seas at that time was Vietnam would yeah. explode in yeah. America, and he uh-huh. was referring to the fight on poverty. Uh-huh. And just a uh, few weeks ago, they had a march on p- for poverty uh, in Washington D.C. How many people can you feed with eighty-five billion dollars? $85 billion is a lot of money. Man. And I mean, when we're, when we're prosecuting a war, whether we are directly engaged in it or by proxy because we're providing all the armaments yes, and we're, we're approving these uh, astronomical numbers without mm-hmm. even people discussing it. I haven't even a very little public discussion. The military-industrial complex, you know, Lockheed and all the particular giants are, yeah. are I mean, waxing rich. Mm-hmm. And we can't even feed, you know, our children here yes. at home. And we're sending billions of dollars, you know. That seemed to be, you know, a conversation that needs to be had in the public. And again, mm-hmm. with a magazine, <coughs> a newspaper like The Final Call, uh-huh. that's independently owned and operated. So that means we're not beholden to any corporation and we can speak truth. But these things that we're doing, and I'll say this briefly and then I'll let you get in here so we can close, have to be funded. And what mm-hmm. we expect as black people, for the, most, for the most part, we expect other people to fund our revolution or our uh, liberation. And that's, we, we can't continue to do that. So when the brother out there, he's not a, a paper boy. He's out there bringing you truth, bringing you something to bring light into your mind because your open enemy said it in his halls of, of Congress that they had closed every avenue that light could possibly come into the slave's mind. So your education makes it necessary for you to do certain things. And so what we're trying to do, as you'll see on the second page down there, that this uh, Final Call newspaper is dedicated to the resurrection of the black man and woman of America. Mm -hmm. And the most honorable Elijah Muhammad said this, and I put a pen in it, that (laughs) the black man in America must be completely re-educated. Because the condition that, that he, he is, is in, he, he is, is unfit for self. Man, I love that quote by the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad. We are in the condition that we are in, unfit for self, because we won't act in our own self-interest in many instances. Once again, Mississippi on the Move podcast, let me take this time to thank those who tuned in for their patience with us for tonight's broadcast just had a few hiccups we thank those that tried to call in we're going to see what's going on because we're paying for this application we're paying uh so we need to know what's going on this is something that we're doing i'm sure i'm clear on the instructions on how to invite a caller in via the podbean application uh you have to have a, a, a login by virtue of the fact that they can get into the call in queue is demonstrative of the fact that they do have a login with the Podbean app. But uh, once again, we take, we got about seven minutes left. I only need about three minutes to close. So those that have been trying to call in via the Podbean app, you may want to shift gears. If you want to share something on uh, the air live tonight, you can call 901-877-4478. Again, that's 901 901- 
877-447-4478. And we will receive you. Sister Donna, she 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 shifted gears, brothers, and she called that uh, the second number, and she got right in. So we got you plugged right into um, uh, our switchboard here, and we'll be able to hear you clearly. So, Brother Kenneth, as we near the close of tonight's program, we've got about six minutes left, six minutes. Like Dougie used to say, Dougie Fresh, you're on. As we get ready to close, separation is something that black people, as uh, our sister student minister, Ava, uh, I'm sorry, Ava Muhammad has expressed, and from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, separation is something that we're going to have to consider. And when we say separation, let's understand we don't, we're not talking about going somewhere else. It's, it's, we can call it almost segregation, but it's not the old form of segregation. I would describe it as the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan described it. We need to have some of this earth to call our own, either here or elsewhere. Now, let's say it's here. We need about eight states. Okay? And I know that sounds like a pipe dream. A lot of people used to call that pipe dream. But I want to paint a picture real quick. Just like in the human body, the organs, the heart, the lungs, all of your major organs, they are separated, but they are integrated into one body, and they all work together for the good of the body. Now, that is a form of separation and a form of integration at the same time. The heart does not get into the business of the lungs, right? Other organs don't get into the business of the brain. The brain has a function. The heart has its function. The lungs has its function, and it carries out its function. But all of them work within one body for the good of the whole body. Well, we are people who needs to be separate in that sense, because the Honorable Elijah Muhammad on the back page of the final call said that we need some of this earth to call our own, either here or elsewhere. If America was sincere in her uh, freeing of us, as the Honorable Elijah Muhammad has written, why don't she split up this country, give us some of these states? Now, and I'll close with this and I'll put a pen in it. Some of us don't want to look at this situation through the lens of Scripture. You know, we don't have to. But for those of us who are students of Scripture, you mean to tell me the prophets saw all of those nations before and the book foretells of things from the Genesis, from the beginning to the end of this world system of things? You mean to tell me the prophets didn't see America? The prophets didn't see 150 to 200 million souls being brought across the Atlantic Ocean to be made slaves? You mean to tell me they saw everything, but they didn't see America? But yes, they did, because there are white televangelists who bear witness. They're scholars. Mr. John Hagee, Mr. Franklin Graham, and others, they bear witness that America is spoken of in Scripture. Well, if America is spoken of in Scripture, then the descendants of slaves, black people being brought over here in the holds of ship, has to be in the scriptures. So for a future broadcast, Kenneth, we may uh, unpack some of that and talk about how that's relevant to the time in which we live today. Absolutely. Any pardon shots, brothers? We got about three minutes left. 
Oh, brother, you know, as always, it's an honor just to be able to sit here and uh, uh, share uh, a moment with you and our uh, listeners. I, I do want to uh, highlight because we, in our inaugural podcast, we had Sister Carmen Muhammad on from uh, Al Nisa uh, Designs. Yes. Uh, well, this is the weekend. Yeah, uh, your man. wife, my wife, they up there in <laughs> Chicago. They're yeah. already letting us know they're uh, having a good time. It's, it's going to be uh, a lot of activity. Uh, hopefully, if you're up there in the uh, Chicagoland area, you come out and support uh, mm-hmm. Sister Carmen Muhammad and Al Nisa Designs. And, yes. And, and it's going to be uh, something beautiful. Uh, when you have an international event and that's what that is yes and you have it here you know it, it takes a lot to put that on uh-huh. a lot of time a lot of resources and we want to support it because people tend to think that we're not interested in certain things and i'm glad that it's separate because uh some kind of way on the feed i had got uh pictures of different fashion shows and, and galas or whatnot. Maybe, right. you know, we know how these smartphones is. If right. you talk about something, they got it on here. Uh-huh. And I'm looking at the styles, and, and it just was, I, the only word that come to mind was savage. You yeah. know, you, you know, you mm-hmm. no decent person gonna wear that. So you Man. have to have an alternative. <laughs> uh-huh. And so I hope we're, and I know the final call, because we're free and independent, we're yes. gonna be able to put out those images of beautiful black women and looking elegant and and dressed modestly but elegant and beautiful and you don't have to you know have that ratchet look and Uh to be attractive and we Uh want to just demonstrate high civilization so i'm excited for our sisters i am and and, you know however (laughs) they got it you know it's it's, i know they're going to have things out there but Uh if you're out there in the chicago land listening or if you're listening and you know somebody pass on the information yeah so we can man highlight and support our sister man that's that is i'm glad you mentioned that before we got out of here definitely support the fashion gala going on in chicago right now and it is international there is i hope you heard brother kenneth when he said that international meaning that designers from different countries nigeria and other countries are participating and are bringing their their fashions in so brothers and sisters look i think we've come to the end of the road but i can't let go now i'm going boys to men on you but listen we thank everyone for tuning in thank the listening audience for hanging with us tonight and i can assure you with the help of allah we will not experience these problems next week because by god's grace we will be right black next week next Wednesday at 7 p.m. for more of the Mississippi on the Move podcast. And until then, we leave you as we came before you with the greeting words of peace of As-Salamu Alaikum. Mississippi on the Move. Let's go. Understand the time.
what must be done. Mississippi, I'm on the move. Mississippi. Mississippi, Mississippi. Mississippi on the moon. 